guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Hi, everybody. Hi, guys. Uh, it's the Bitch Seat Podcast. I'm Lissa. I'm Lissa. And Veronica is also Lissa. I'm Lissa. <laughs> no, there's already enough of me. I'm in this just world. kidding. I'm Phil. And Veronica is Veronica. I'm still Lissa. Oh, cool. Um, so there are going to be two of us today. Yes. Um, so uh, we're just here today to have a little check-in chat, you know, kind of like when I was uh, senior year of high school and was like super, super overwhelmed and overworked and I would leave class and just go hang out on the guidance counselor's couch. Um, I did that a lot. Like did you? a couple of times a week. I would just like fuck off from class and sit in the guidance counselor's office. You were tight with your office. guidance counselor? Oh, fuck yeah. Mm, Me too. Great. I was tight with... Not my guidance counselor. I had, when I was in peer leadership, we had, uh, the director of it was Lisa Santasuso. That was her name at the That's time. That's Susu Studio? Susu Studio. Well, she was the one who ran that, and she was, for me, the most one of the more positive influences in school, because she was always very upfront. Like, if I was feeling overwhelmed, or like, how you were feeling, like, very raw or upset, like, I would always come to her office and just chill and we'd talk mm -hmm. and she always she was definitely the one who had ideas of who I would become clearer than a lot of the teachers that I had trusted with my hmm. uh w with my feelings she thought you were going to be in comedy well not just an actor I think she she saw more creative ideas for me than than what I had been focusing on Aww. um yeah so I had that too. And then also we would just fucking go to Stewart's. What? You went on field trips with your guidance counselor? No, not not her. Like no, my friend who had a car, we would go, we would get in the car and go to Stewart's and just fuck off for the day. Because Oh, in the middle of school? I never I think I did that one time in all of my years of school where like my friend Bridget and I again, it was by the time we were seniors, we were already got had gotten into colleges, so we didn't need to care as much. And uh there was like a side entrance to my school and one day we just Walked out of it. And what happens if I walk out? I mean, I mean, it was kind of like that moment in the Truman Show where the boat hits the wall. Yeah. You know? And I was like, oh, my God, I can leave and, like, alarms aren't sounding and no one's chasing me and... It's a, it's a good feeling. Yeah. I... Veronica, did you ever fuck off from school? No, but I was just... My senior year, there was a program called Running Start, which I started my junior year. It's basically you take college classes while you're in high school so you both get college credits and high school credits mm -hmm. at the same time i hated school so much i loved school i hated high school mm -hmm. uh and senior year i took two classes on campus my first semester or quarter or whatever and none at the college so i literally just had nothing to do all day <laughs> i couldn't get in trouble because 
You I were wasn't accounted in for. Class. Yeah, I yeah. went to the classes I was supposed to go to. That's a brilliant loophole. It was. I feel like my guidance counselor, too, was like, here's how many classes you need. You can do this in one semester. And I was like, great. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Real quick, before we get deeper into this chat, um, quick business. Um, If you're tuning in for the first time, this is a little bit of an abnormal episode, but welcome, welcome. We usually have a guest. Today, we are just having a chat with our engineer, Veronica. 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 Uh, but you can follow us on Twitter at the underscore bitch underscore seat un- <laughs> or on Instagram at the bitch seat or on Facebook. Um, please, the bitch seat. Um, download episodes. Even if you don't subscribe, download them. The download numbers really help us. And tell your friends, please. And um, I just really. Want to do reads for Casper Mattress? I really want to do reads for me. Yeah, we need more listeners so we can do stupid ads for MeUndies. They're not stupid. And Casper. No, to be honest, I mean, just to, to randomly plug somebody else's podcast, if you don't listen to the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, it's one of my favorites ever. And Duncan has a way of doing his ads that is above and beyond. So we would like an opportunity to do something really fun and stupid with ads. I also like I'm a big fan of Bill Burr's way of reading uh poorly. Um Especially ZipRecruiter. Yeah. I but you love... know what? That's enough. I don't want to drop any more free advertising for people. Yeah, seriously. They're they got enough fucking views, downloads, whatever views. View, yeah, I, I stare at View it with your ears. I scare I stare at the podcast. I scare at the podcast. Uh Yes, so it is um, approaching Halloween at this juncture, although by the time this comes out, it probably will have been Halloween already. Yeah. Still spooky. Still spooky. Uh, Stranger Things dropped on Netflix at midnight last night, and uh, we watched two episodes immediately. And um, it's fucking great because it, I mean, it's very specifically aimed toward our generation, I think, because it's all this recognizable stuff. All the clothes they're wearing, all of the like objects in their houses. They know what they're doing. They know exactly, they know what, exactly they're doing. what they're doing. When he throws out that heat... Oh, I'm not going to spoil anything. No spoils. No spoils, but but poor Mike. I'm just going to say that. We're, all, we're only two episodes in, and I'm assuming this weekend we're going to bang it all out at some point. Yeah. but It might be today. It might be right after Rucor. <laughs> Might go home and binge it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So here are kids that fucked off from school and we're, we're... fucking off from having a guest. What? We're fucking off from having a guest. No, that's not what I mean. Oh. <laughs> trying to find an analogous statement. C- continue. I'm sorry. The point is they fucked off from from school. Whenever they fuck off from school, it's for a really good reason that, of course, the adults don't appreciate. And I have to take this moment. I've been obsessed with uh, Mike's um, parents in Stranger Things because they are the worst. Just ignoring the the kids and, like, not aware of their feelings. And it's a beautiful retconning of all of the 80s and 90s parents that are just like, well, hey, what do you do? Like, they're the ones that, like, watch them run from one side of the frame to the other and be like, oh, and, like, shrug. But they've actually taken that character and made it real to this world in that they're just ignore. They just don't care. 
They just don't care about the kids. And it's it's it breaks my heart, but it's also smart. It actually takes something and and builds on it, which is what Stranger Things at its best does with like a lot of those 80s trips. I don't know. Um we can cut that part. No, 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 no. I love television. (laughs) That's my contribution to this conversation. Um, I love things that are stranger. (laughs) (laughs) How are, uh, how's everybody doing? (laughs) How's it, how are you feeling, Lissa? I appreciate you uh, doing the the legwork of uh, getting the business out of the way up front. That's that you know. That's us adapting. That's us doing that. We always, we always forget and then drop it in like at the end. You know, like you're usually pretty good about it. Who cares? You beat me to it. I'm saying I appreciate it. You did good. This uh, is your but show. But then I got distracted by my phone. That's all right. We all do. That's the that's the game. Don't. It's like don't wake daddy. It's like don't don't look at your phone. I drew the devil card last night, and I think that it. I keep thinking it's. Oh, okay. The devil card that of which You'll Veronica Insta- speaks is tarot. Instagram this. Um Yeah, no, it's 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 in the same beast now. It's been absorbed by Facebook. Well it has been actually. Yeah. They yeah. are connected. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um yeah, so so um I feel like it's a it's a well we were just talking about this recently, Veronica, how there's been this like renewal of um interest in the occult. Yes. Uh astrology, tarot. Um, which, you know, this is, it's just like another wave of it. And I feel like, um, when I was little, like when I was in middle school ish, I was pretty into astrology, but I didn't really know anything about it. I, I just knew that there was like, there's a toll free number that I could call from the landline and I I would get like an, you could like press whatever number was your sign and get an automated daily thing. So every morning when I would wake up and it was still dark out before I went to school, um, I would call and get my daily horoscope. But anyway, uh, that disappeared for a while. And now we think maybe because the the entire world is in disarray and people are looking for some sort of explanation, order, reason, meaning. Um, Just a way to handle it. A way to handle it. This stuff is coming back. So, like, I have a tarot deck that's pretty cool. And, um, and some friends of mine are kind of getting back into it. And Veronica did a... Did a poll last night, drew the devil card. Scary card to draw. <laughs> um, appropriate for Halloween. What yes. does the devil card mean for those of us who were not uh, hip From to? From my understanding, it is about needing to let go of addictions or obsessions. So it's like they were saying, like drinking or or whatever, or a bad relationship or something like that. And I think. I quit, you know, I remember I quit Facebook for a week and then I'm back on and I just keep distracting myself with it, which is stupid because it's not giving me anything. I need it for business and that's it. And I think the sign is that um, my creative brain is much more active when I'm not using uh, social media all the time. I can hear that. Yeah. I, I, um, the times that I would get off Facebook, I would find that my relationships all would be much better. But then when I get on Facebook... I just occupy myself with people I don't talk to anymore. <laughs> exactly, that you're like never gonna hang out with one on one anyway. I know it's all it's all people from from New York. It's uh, you just get obsessed because you see their lives unfold. It's doing that to you. Like the phone is doing that to you. 
Like, yeah. There are so many tiny ways in which you know that they they it they they now do like notifications, like the little like red things that pop up on the apps. Yeah. Especially on Twitter, it will. It used to be it would notify you when someone had liked or retweeted you or whatever or replied to you. Now there are little notifications that pop up, and then you open the app and there's nothing new there. It yeah. just wanted to get you into the app, which I think is the most insidious bullshit. Oh yeah, and that yeah, the devil card. So the devil card is about. Uh, it's about like what has it's like what whatever obsession or addiction has its clutches on you, and um, it's it's not about the actual devil. It's not about being possessed by demons. It's about like what thing, what is like holding on to your weakness. But it's also and, saying it's completely in your control. Like the imagery on the card, it was describing is like there's shackles on the arms and on the neck, but they're loose. Meaning that, like, I could literally just take them off, but instead I'm choosing to to give, like, to say that it's an external force that's making me addicted to it. And you know what? The fact is, like, I don't, uh, like, I was talking about this in therapy yesterday, is, and I talk about it constantly in therapy, is, like, a lot of my life has been the fear of abandonment or being forgotten. And I think like social media kind of feeds that little demon oh, hell so much. One hundred percent. No one forgets you. If I open up Facebook and I have fifteen likes on something, that means that someone's thought about me today, and it's like instant gratification that I'm not forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but I'm also like, what is that doing for me? Because I'm do instead. I'm like coming up with a little like 140 character joke in my head and. I don't even want to be a comedian. It keeps so you tethered to like a nether world. It's where, yeah. where no, there's nothing that you can be gained, that can be gained out of it except for It's a dopamine drip. Yeah. It's a dopamine drip. I, I like to, I mean, when I'm feeling real desperate, which is lately, um, <laughs> I like to, ca- I, I, I try and figure out who's liking, I've, I've been getting half wise, but also half obsessive. I've, I'm figuring out who's liking my stuff. And Facebook, when I don't look at it, or, or Instagram, when I'm not looking at it, will send me notifications of thing of likes that I've already received hours ago. Mm-hmm. So when somebody, when it tells me that somebody liked my photo, I'll be like, where? And I'll look at it and I'll realize, oh yeah, I already saw that like. I already cataloged that in my head. It's just trying to get me to, to go back to the app. Like, I dropped, I dropped my new comic today and I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to look at my likes. I've already done it. I did it for the first hour. I'm going to try this new thing where I need, you know, I'm an actor. I'm a perform. I'm, I'm a creator. I desperately need approval, but I'm going to take an hour. I took that hour where I was like checking the likes, checking the likes, checking the likes. I'm not going to look at it for the rest of the day. You know what I did is I turned off uh, everything except for badges on Instagram. So I don't get any text from them being like, so-and-so liked your photo or whatever. Oh, wow. And it has helped a lot. I mean, I still obsessively check it, but I'm not getting all those things where I'm like, open it, open it, open it. I don't, yeah, I I have never gotten those from Instagram because that's like the one thing that's like not where potential like employment opportunities can come from. Where like Facebook, I let the messenger, do I even let the messenger alert me anymore? No, the point is you can turn off all that shit. Yep. Um, but like with it's we were just talking about this last night about being sassy and I was just distracted by my phone because uh, my pharmacist filled my order at CVS. Please pick it up. OK, that's useful. Um, <laughs> Very helpful. <laughs> Thank you. CVS. Um, the fear of being out of sight, out of mind 
is real and and we because all of our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter so we can be completely forgotten. So we can. So like we can actually be forgotten, and and kind of terrifying. Um, yeah. And also like a lot of professional, like a lot of like show opportunities, podcast opportunities, important professional connections for comedians. Right. Come through absolutely those those venues, and so you don't. If you're out of that, then you're you're gonna miss professional opportunities, which I fucking hate. But like. There's got to be a healthier way to do it other than being on call 24 hours a day. And I just – I look forward to a time in my life when I am established enough that I can decide when I'm going to go off the grid because right. I am assured that when I get back on, there will be many – like there will be offers. It, there will be offers for me to do things. None of which are like time pending. No, yeah. Well, they could be time pending, but it's not going to be like, oh, you didn't respond within 30 minutes. Sorry, you lost your chance. Right, right, right. I hate that. I just saw a post on a on a famous uh, casting uh, group about that sort of thing, and it kind of made me want to pull my hair out because it's like, yeah, I understand this is the business. Please don't tell me that this is the business. We're already here, and we all friggin' know. Um, that's all I'll say. You know what? I'll, you know I'm gonna throw shade elsewhere. Hey guys, you got a podcast app? The your iPhone podcast app? Delete it. It sucks. Why would you do that? Why would you say that? Because we're, we're, trying, to, we're trying to promote a podcast. Because here. I, because casts casts go to the app store and buy casts for like three bucks. It's great. It doesn't freeze up your phone. My podcast app doesn't freeze up my phone. My podcast app freezes up every ten seconds. It's ridiculous. You haven't updated it. That's why. Um, well, I don't want to. iOS eleven. No, fuck that. iOS 11 will crash the shit out of your podcast But also, you guys, uh, they're (sighs) updating iOS 11 in the next week or so, and hopefully that'll be fixed. It's just more degenerative data to make your phone slower and die faster. So you buy the iPhone 10. Right, because they want you to get the 10. Or the the 11. 9 has been... uh... There's no 9. There's an iPhone 8. Why would they skip the 9? I don't know. Is it's is that like I'm not skipping Apple. the thirteenth floor on buildings? Which I by think the way, it's them being like, you know, what looks really cool, guys. The Roman X. numeral ten. Yeah. <laughs> um. They've done. I've. Yeah. Uh. But. Uh. You know, like if you're in the thirteenth floor of a building, I mean, the fourteenth floor of a building, but there is no thirteen. You're technically you're on, on the thirteenth floor, floor, so like. You can hide it from yourself, but you can't hide but what it from if, the ghosts. What some, if, some buildings use the 13th floor for storage, and so that's why they, it's not on the thing, but there's still technically a 13th floor. Whoa. Storage of bodies. And <laughs> broken mirrors. Um, can I want to go back to the occult, because that's like my favorite thing to talk about. Let's do it. Um, Phil, did you ever participate in a seance when you were little? Hell no, man. I was not the, I was, I was not the seance guy. Was there um, a seance guy? Well, no, there were seance ladies. There was my mother and my my sister and my aunt and and my cousin and everybody that was. My family on my mother's side is very supernaturally attuned. My yes. my grandmother Phyllis Gashion Senior. Wait, wait! I didn't even know that level of it. So, for listeners, if you have forgotten or if you don't know, Phil Philip Casal's parents' names are Philip and Phyllis. So you're saying that your grandmother's name is also Phyllis? Yes. <laughs> Oh, Pilaf. Yeah. Pilaf, Pilaf <laughs> She was a part of a sect of Catholics. Rosicrucians. Rosicrucians that were 
very in tune with the spirits, uh, spirits or a different world. And she was a medium. And whenever she would go to these parties, she would be going as a participant, but would wind up as the medium. And it took a very strong toll on her. I kind of think of her as Miss Ives from Penny Dreadful. Uh, she kind mm-hmm. of, she had a rough time, um, but very gifted. This is your grandma? Yeah. I never met her. I wish I did. I mean, I feel like I do know her. Um, but she used, uh, I mean, I'd heard tall tales about her telepathically curling up straw wrappers in her hand. And then saying to my mother, "If you think if you think that's crazy, think about what I could do to you." You know, as a means of keeping her in line. Ah, uh, um, that's like an Arrested Development. <laughs> this is why we this, uh, we always leave a note. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> the, the um, when she died, um, they would always try and contact her, but it was never my mother. My mother would always she would talk to her in dreams and stuff. Like they always had an open line. My sister would always wind up becoming the medium whenever she'd go to her cousin's house, and they kind of tortured her in that way. Wait, because... your sister is also clairvoyant? In a way. And my mother as well. They're both... I would say they're clairvoyant, but I, not to not to a level at which I am uh, comfortable like saying, because I never really ask, because this stuff sort of scares me, and I don't understand it, and I don't want to uh, yet. Wait, this is interesting, though, because you're, like, obsessed with horror and Halloween. Sure, because there's a veil of fiction around it. Ah, you're comfortable with it when it's not real. Yeah, I can't watch trauma in the ER. I can, however, watch, I can fucking mainline a bunch of Lucio Fulci horror movies (laughs) where, like, people get their eyes ripped out with thumbs and shit. Like, I can do that day in, day out, but I cannot watch surgery, and I cannot... Like, I love podcasts about true crime, but I got to take a break for a while. Like, I was obsessed with Last Podcast on the Left for, like, years. And I had to take a break because, like, it got real. They had these episodes where it was just, like, 911 call of, like, a girl talking, like, Mm -hmm. begging for people to come get to her sister who shot herself or her brother who shot himself. Like, off, like, gold star. You get a gold star if you sit through it, but there's really no gold star. It was an imaginary gold star. Anyway, let's go back to my, my family. They used to, my cousins used to sit my sister down with a Ouija board and try and contact my grandmother. And she kept, she would um, move the dial, the message she would send to my sister who didn't want to be doing this but was sort of in this position would be smile because she was trying to like not, she she was telling her to like, you know, just smile through it. Just because, you know, back in the day we didn't, you know, it's, can I don't know. I just feel like they were true. She was trying to hmm. be a cheerful presence to her. Um, we, my mother can see things sometimes, she can spot presences. And one time, a cousin of mine came to our house with a gift. The gift was the ghost of a boy that she was trying to drop off at our house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my I've mother was like, oh, no, 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 no. You take that with you. <laughs> and then my cousin kind of slumped her shoulders and was like, all right, come on. And then left with this boy. So maybe ah. maybe we're crazy. Maybe. 
But see, it's so interesting that you're like, oh, you know, I kind of want to avoid this stuff. It kind of freaks me out. Whereas I, maybe because my family was so normal, I was like, please, I want something interesting to happen. I need some evidence that there's something outside of this, like, trudgery, drudgery. Because in my (laughs) life, in my experience, I feel like when you open yourself up to these things, it makes it harder for you to close yourself off to these things. And when you open yourself up more, you're going to find things that attach themselves to you. Not like, necessarily. No, if, not you're, necessarily. If, you care, if you're good at like, if you're good at creating your personal boundaries, there are ways sure, that people easier do Easier said you know, than done. Sage smudge and black tourmaline and all of this stuff. Yeah, but there's also being weak or strong mentally and that things might be able to find you. Like I remember a friend of mine, he used to practice with out-of-body experiences and he used to concentrate and, and picture himself in his town walking around uh, the square. And one night he did this and he saw someone there and it was a, it was a girl and he, how did, how, 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 how did he, when he astral projects, he is his dream soul or spirit or whatever the heck walking around his town. I mean, Uh that's what I'm assuming. I'm, this is not something that I'm well versed in, but this is the story that I was was given. He saw this person, and the the person or entity or whatever ran at him, hmm. and he was shocked back into his body. Um, maybe because he shouldn't have been there. I don't. I, I don't know. But it, it's things like that. That's why I don't go into it because I know I could. If I tried hard enough, I could probably be doing this too. But I don't want it. It's. I'm not a Jedi. I, oh, sorry. Sorry, I care so much about it. Well, I mean, I feel like I I can believe you, <laughs> but I'm not going to. I mean, my my friends, BJ and Steph, used to be a, like, whenever we do Halloween things, the night would always end with them trying to convince me to uh, use a Ouija board with them. And I'm always like, I got to go. You uh, know, I'm just going to go watch this horror movie. Um, Our friend Dana... Uh, is going to design a Ouija board oh, herself. Oh, Dana, don't do it. No, but if you, but the thing is, that if you respect it and you know how to use it, and then you know how to shut it off at the end, you're good. Again, easier said it's, than done. It's a, no, it's like doing, it's like doing, it's like eating mushrooms. Like it, you have to do it with a positive intention, and the set and setting are important. You know, if you go to some like stupid party full of like frat boys and and people like vomiting on themselves like don't and then you do mushrooms they deserve a a Ouija board no those guys the point is I think that if you respect things of this nature of supernatural nature sure then we could learn a hell of a lot about ourselves and our place in the universe fine Um, but there are things beyond our comprehension that we are only scratching at I feel I know but I'm ready to scratch harder I know. Scratch deeper. But you have to be ready for the reaction because there's- I'm a... ready. Okay. Cool. I'm wearing a, I'm wearing my Cabin Fever t-shirt today. It's a typewriter with tons of blood gushing out of it. I'm wearing my striped t-shirt because I'm a sailor. Um, uh, have any of you, either of you, have any of you in here <laughs> lucid dreamed before? No. I wish. I have. And what did you do when you realized, when you woke up in your dream and realized you were dreaming, what did you do? I didn't do anything. I think I was like in a fight 
with somebody and I couldn't punch them. And then I realized, oh, yeah, you're not making contact. This is a dream. And then I just punched them harder. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just punched them, but nothing happened. Like I made contact, but the the result was nil because it was a dream. It's like with my dreams, when I know I'm in a dream, my dream ups the ante and and actually makes it harder for me to act out in the dream because it's like I gotta keep maintain the illusion, maintain the illusion, like turn turn down everything's reaction, make him a victim, make make him uh you know. Oh, so when you when you realize that you're lucid dreaming, you're like nobody else better find out that I know I'm dreaming. Yeah, no, the, the, I feel like my brain compensates by making things harder for me to f- escape from. Hmm. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, it is, but also it's easy for me to wake up. When I realized I was lucid dreaming, I took off my shoes. I realized I was in a mall and I was in a store <laughs> in a mall and I realized I was dreaming and the first thing I did was take off my shoes and run around barefoot. If That's I, my idea of freedom. If I had the power, Cute. I would fly. I would just start flying. I've never flown in a dream. Have I've, you, Veronica? Uh, I don't think so. I've flown. But it was just because I, I was falling and I didn't want to hit the ground so I would bounce off of things. So I would like find... Find oh, that's cute. Objects to <laughs> touch that would then send me like elsewhere, and so I was just sort of floating and like bouncing from one thing to another because if I that's fell, that's very video game esque. I didn't want to. Well, I mean, we're our, I am the product of a lot of those. A lot of my dreams, I'm not in first person. Really, I'm that's, often outside of my own body. That's awesome. So you can watch your body. You can watch yourself doing things. That's cool. But it's not lucid. It's like watching a movie. Yeah, sure. That's way cooler than lucid. You can train yourself to be lucid, though. I, I think my brain is trying to get me there because I keep having dreams in the same location. <gasps> what? Where, what location? Uh, one is a house in Germany. that I not. I mean, in my dream, it's in Germany. I've never been to this house before, mm-hmm. but I'm like on vacation in a But you go back, you dream about the same. I've been in that house same... more than once. Whoa. And also in an airport. That's it's always the same, like really busy food court in an airport. That's okay. Something is trying to communicate crazy. with you from another dimension. I have never dreamed in the same location. Twice. Really, I, it's happened to me so much. Me I when too. I was a kid, I used to always. No, actually, this, it stopped a couple years ago. I would there was a a camp that I would drive to, and the road was always the same. It was just like. Uh, the northwest just thousands and thousands of trees on either side of the road and then i'd show up and it always looked the same and i'd always go to the same place and i would dream about it all the time same i used to have those these dreams where i was on the like i always pictured it on the side of a mountain where there's wood there's like trees there's also mountainous regions around but it was this like trail on the side of it that would lead me to this sort of town or outpost that had like a food court (laughs) <laughs> or like a mall inside, and then in, it would go inside the mountain. So inside the mountain was like a mall of some sort. But it was... Phil loves malls. I, I grew <laughs> I up in New Jersey. Phil, Phil, I feel like the mall is really your happy place. I don't know anymore. I, I went to a mall with my brother when I was in New Jersey, and it was disappointing because like all the stores... It used to be like a ragtag bunch of strange places that happened to have... Hippie rugs or videos. Yeah, or like, like random stores like... that only exist in malls. Yeah. But now your mall's wised up and now it's all like big box chains. Yeah, it's all yeah. priced out. Like, yeah. And it's all, people are going into the experience. They want a shopping experience because they want to buy things. Plus, 
Anything else? Well, no, it's a shopping experience because the stores tell you it's an experience. Yes. So you don't feel like you're just going to a mall. You feel like you're leveling up. And... Because, yeah, I know. It's kind of ridiculous. But malls still smell like pretzels. They, I mean, for the most part. For the most part. And Cinnabons. Yeah. I went, I, I catered uh, the opening of a Westfield. Westlake? Westfield? Westfield. In Beverly Hills. And it was the most disgustingly fucking opulent display of just rich people. I saw a lady take a selfie with her hand to her chest, like one of those like touched selfies in front of the stage while there was no one on the stage. <laughs> with the, the mall had a stage? The mall had a stage because they had performers celebrating the it's opening. It's like those pageants they have, you know, where yeah. they set a stage up. Oh, sad. Yes, it was that, but but with millions of dollars, billions of dollars in front of it. Like, the village people performed. I believe uh, Ruben. So fucking nuts. Ruben Stuttered performed. Um, like a, a bunch of a bunch of like Beverly Hills. You guys that mid range of I'll play for a, I'll play for a million dollars. Give me or five hundred thousand or twenty. You know, like however much. Uh, they were there and they had a Tesla store there. Like it was a really rich. So anyway, there was a woman standing in front of the stage, taking a, taking selfie, a selfie with her hand to her heart on an empty stage. And I, it just made my skin boil. It made my blood curdle and my skin boil. boil. And I was like, I hate this place. I hate this place. I want to go home. I want to go home now. I don't care that I just got free red sneakers. You got free red sneakers. Free red pumas. Hot neon red orange. Yeah. And every time that Phil's wearing them and I look, see them in the corner of my eye, I think he's just wearing socks outside. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm lucid dreaming (laughs) in real life. Yeah. Um, Um, well, listen, guys, it's time for us to wrap up this brief little discussion. I mean, is it time for us to wrap up? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was enjoying this discussion. Me too. I know, but, you know, we're about to have, uh, we're about to, uh, have a guest. Are we? Mm-hmm. Is it Buck Ball? It's Buck Ball. Buck Ball. Oh, Buck Ball. I'm very excited. Me too. Very excited. Um, hey, if you're actually listening to this... <laughs> Um, can you please hit us up on Twitter or uh, the Facebook page, uh, the Bitchy Facebook page, or um, through my website, lissamandel.com, and tell us what experiences connected to the occult or supernatural things you had when you were little, or if you're a big-time lucid dreamer. Uh, I would love all kinds of stories about that. Or if you see any ghosts or have had any supernatural experiences. They like to be called spirits. Yeah. They're insulted by ghosts. Anyway, yes. If you've seen a g- 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 ghost, um, let us know because I I wanna I I'm always interested in this stuff as much as I want to stand outside of it and not get involved. I'm always interested in observing because I'm afraid of what I'm afraid of what would come if you if I actually opened myself up to it. But it's still tantalizing. It's basically horror. Like, we all want to go to the movies and be scared, but we have, like, that safe veneer of a screen. Yeah, because it's fake. Yeah, because it's it's fake, but it's also based on true fear. I mean, you could say something's fake, but you, you can't say that the fear is fake because the fear is there, uh, you know? Yeah, the, the ner- nervous system doesn't know the difference the, between fear based on real things and fear based on fake things. Cortisol is cortisol. Sure. But the morality... Of within a horror movie or the experience is it's like wrestling, they're still hitting themselves. I think wrestling is a little more real than 
than horror movies? Horror movies. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Hey, guys, we that, that's a check one off for wrestling. More real than horror movies. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, quick plug for Glow. Quick. You should watch it. <laughs> Our roommate is, is Liberty Bell for Halloween. Yeah, that's true. It's good. It's great. Great, great costume. costume. Anyway, um, thanks for indulging us on this little romp. Yeah. Veronica, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And for all you other suckers... Treasure, Treasure what got, got you, you here. here. This video is going to take a second. So let's keep being cute. There we go. Hey, 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 hey. Attention Springwood, my name is Josh Krebs. And I'm Liz Richards. And we're the hosts of Bloody Date Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years, and Josh loves horror movies, and I hate them. Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far it's been going pretty well, right Liz? I think it's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes. Hello, I'm Exposition. Hey, let me let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. They scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one I, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Oh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first boulet. Burlesque club. That'd be amazing. I would love that. Um, the Lacey Pumpkin. The Lacey... Ooh. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.